Man, get your damn video on. Man, I'm not even wearing any pants. Here, hang on. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> I, I know, but like on my podcasting debut, I should wear pants just like, you know. Well, I'm only going to take the audio from this recording. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Oh, Ethan. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the What Are Your Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Joy. <laughs> 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 I was trying not to look at Verm, but uh, the camera readjusted. Look at me, of all things. No all right. way. All right, take two, take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. What's up, everybody? This is the What Are Your Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy George. Today, I've got with me two of my best friends, Ethan kaiser Klimist and Daniel Berman. What's up, boys? Thanks for hopping on. Hey, what's happening? So today, we've got a special episode. This is actually a dual bucket list uh, episode. We're talking about goal number 24, to walk through glaciers before they disappear, and goal number 44, gaze upon the northern lights which we did February 28th to March 2nd in, uh, in Alaska. So yeah, hell of a trip. For a little bit of background, uh, Ethan and I went to high school together. We played football together. Um, you know, he was one of my best friends in high school. We were really close in a, in a tight-knit group. Berman and I went to college together. We were in the same fraternity in the same pledge class. Um, <laughs> the way that I would describe this pair is uh, if I was to ever get into any kind of an altercation, uh, these are, these are my two friends that I would want to have, have on my back. Bro, Berman's undefeated in street title fights. So like, I, you know, <laughs> although not in sand wrestling, as we yeah. said, I'm reti- I am officially retired from, uh, from street title fights. I, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to take the title home and, uh, and call it a day after that one. I'm retired. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, so Ethan now lives in San Diego, just started a new job, accepted as of yesterday. Yeah. Just started a new job, accepted as of yesterday as an SDR manager. So congrats on that. And Berman lives in LA with his beautiful and amazing fiance. And he also actually just recently started a new job as an enterprise account executive at Prime Trust, a crypto company. So exciting times for, uh, for both of you. Anything you guys want to add to those intros? I mean, there's there's definitely a good amount that I could add to uh, to Ethan's intro there, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and hey, let, right back uh, at you, big guy. Hey, you know what, honey, let's just let the questions flow. Let's uh, let's do it again. All right. The first question that I always like to start with is, you know, why did you want to join in? And uh, I guess we'll start with Ethan, since I know well, Ethan was the first one that I talked to. I well, I had been thinking about it for a minute, and then we we were talking. I it had been a goal of mine to always go see the glaciers, anyways, just because, like you said. Um, I mean, they're literally disappearing. So uh, for me, that had always been something. And then when I was asking you about just some of the things that you had said that you want to do between the Northern Lights and the uh, and the igloos, it just kind of worked out. Uh, I was like, oh, well, cool. Let's just wrap that up. And then I love it. I think we just called Berman and I was like, you down? And he's just like, yeah, let's fucking send it. So that's well, how dude. I remember it going down, I think. So here's what I remember. Um, we were on like a group call, you know, the boys catching up, hanging out or whatever. And then at the end of the call, Ethan, you and I were like, Hey, let's just stay on 
and you know let's go through alaska plans yes. yeah, yeah and then yeah. berman berman's That's like well fuck that. it i'm just i'm cooking so like i'll, I'll yes, stay on yes and look i'll be honest berm i told you that after we got off that call i was like there's no fucking way berman's coming <laughs> there's no way i was like this you man, little faith because because you were you were so hyped and i was just like i was like just you know we can't get too excited like there's too much covid going on he's got robbie stuff but lo and behold we were on a fucking, boy came through he came through he certainly came through and it, it was an epic trip I mean, dude, it's it's tough for me to turn down a good time. So, you know, <laughs> you know when I start talking about Alaska, no, why why the heck not? Of course, I've always wanted to go see Alaska, be outside, get uh, get in nature. Such a good escape from you know all the paranoia that was going on on TV and like people were freaking out left and right. You know, the, I think the election had like just ended, so like you know people mm-hmm. were kind of hot and heavy. And to just hop hot and heavy <laughs> was hot and heavy, you know. It was, oh, like, man. It was like a bad storm in uh, Costa Rica in the summer. <laughs> uh, no, you know, nonetheless, just that that kind of escape and release was that, nothing like it. Yeah, and that was oh, all for- of our first times in Alaska, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where and where so- does it? We were there in the winter, so obviously it's very different in the summer. Um, but I'm curious, where does it rank for you guys among places you've been domestically within the U.S. or or just overall? You want to kick Go it ahead. off? Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, I one of my things that I'm trying to do more is travel more and more inside the U.S. So I like I haven't gone to that many like destinations in the U.S. So it's hard for me to compare. Um, but it's also hard to compare for another reason. That's just literally like the type of landscape and what is happening in Alaska is just so different from any other type of environment that you visit, unless you're very actively going to like seek out something really icy, like, like a glacier or like a cold environment like that. So like, I mean, it's just really a different kind of beauty. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, shit, Berman and I were already talking about going back and that was more for like fishing, but oh, yeah. um, you know, Alaska and the uh, Alaska in the winter was gorgeous. And that's funny because, you know, everyone says like, summer and when it's hotter there is a little bit more prime tour season but there's definitely a lot to be had uh just in the winter months as long as you bring enough layers because god damn it was cold dude we are 100 hooking a halibut we need, yeah, we, need, no we, need to, we need to hook a halibut it's got to go down i think i might have said halibut <laughs> <laughs> hooking a halibut hooking a halibut but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I want to go out and do check out more glaciers and hopefully get an actual helicopter. I think, I mean, there's something to be said and magical about being on the ground and walking around, but you know, I think there's something cool about being above it all and just seeing how uh, vast all these glaciers are, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's a bummer. We weren't able to get that helicopter tour in. I know the weather was not on our side, which also prevented us from being able to see the Northern lights from the ground, which was a huge bummer. Uh, I guess for a little bit of context, we went during really the best season to be able to see Northern Lights. So that's why we landed on those dates, you know, late February, early March is because that's the shortest day. So the longest night. And of course you can only see the Northern Lights at night, but when the three of us were there, um, unfortunately it was cloudy pretty much every single day. So the only time I saw the Northern Lights was from the airplane, leaving the airport, (laughs) flying back to LA outside my window um but uh that certainly wasn't the only time we tried yeah i guess I got to see him on the uh the flight going home though i did did you yeah, did you not see them 
I was knocked the <laughs> dude. There was absolutely zero sightseeing as soon as that butt hit the seat on that plane. Fair enough. French. Quick question on so before we get to the glaciers, because the northern lights is what we tried first. Um, just tell us a little bit more about the story. You know, what were your your favorite moments, biggest surprises, anything along those lines? I mean, I think uh, the craziest story starts with, uh, you know, one of the uh, most frightening moments of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Please so. elaborate. Oy vey. Okay. So, so we're at the top of this icy hill uh, after getting directions that Jeremy just got from uh, our Airbnb host. He's like, yeah, go take a couple lefts here, a couple rights here. Find yourself at the top of this hill and go look up at the sky. Okay. So we start looking up at the sky and kept looking up at the sky and we're still looking up at the sky and you know about 45 minutes later my uh uh you know the the third leg starting to shrink up a little bit uh, you know, everyone's starting to go home inside i didn't really know what was going on i could barely feel my toes and then next thing i know you know you kind of look at ethan i look at you we all kind of look at each other we go back in the car for a sec pop back outside yep. freeze off a little bit more lights still aren't there the lights just never showed up. So we decided to uh, start going back on home. Now, you got three kids from uh, California. And even though I am half Swiss and should have, you know, figured out how to drive better on ice, because as, as a Swiss, you, you, you should be able to do that. As we're uh, driving on down, there's a nice little patch of black ice. And uh, Ethan, Jeremy, uh, and I all, uh, all live. There was no black ice. You were just going too fast. I'm going to call it. <laughs> Bro, I said that. Shit. I was like, bro, slow down. Bro, slow down. Bro, he slow did. down. I, I like at least twice before it happened. He did like, say at that. Least twice. But I, I will also defend like Berman because there was that there was that one intersection that I ended up just having to slide through, even yeah. though I, I was like, you know, tapping the brake, tapping the brake. There are times when there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> so with that said, Wait. I will say Berman did a good job of still getting us out of it. Not that we were going particularly fast, but I saw my yeah. life flash before my eyes. when oh, we I almost bailed out the car. I almost <laughs> bailed out the car. I saw it going and I literally, I had my hand on the thing and I was like, how dramatic am like, how dramatic am I about to be right now? Like, should I just bail out this car? I didn't know if we were about to go over the edge of this fucking mountain or not. And like, thank God that we, we did just it. Wrote it like a wave. Was, I just remember it was fucked. I just remember we started sliding and next thing I know, my heart is like literally in the back of my throat <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but I just took like one giant turn to the left and like, hopefully we could hit the snow embankment. Yep. And by the grace of God, I mean, it sounded like, you know, we had just got fucking bombed in the car uh, once we hit the snow embankment, but by the grace of God, what was it like 230 bucks in damage or something like that? Insurance covered it. We were and it good. was covered by insurance. Well, yep. Lord. Here's the other detail. So after we, we hit the embankment, we come back down, we land and we we all kind of look around where, you know, everyone's safe. We go out to inspect the damage and we hear a hissing sound. Right? Oh, yeah. We hear a hissing coming out of one of the tires and we're like, Oh fuck. And we go back in and we see that the tire pressure is steadily decreasing. And so we're trying to simultaneously get down this mountain as quickly as possible, but also as safely as possible. Um, of course, it turns out that it was just the outer strip that ended up getting popped. So our tire yeah. wasn't actually popped. We weren't actually in danger, but man, that ride down was uh, pretty terrifying. Butthole was all the way puckered for sure. <laughs> oh, very, very puckered. There is nothing getting in there. No way. That was, uh, that was bad news bears, man. Good job yeah. keeping us alive, Berm. 
So the other time that we tried to see the Northern Lights on that trip was when we did the Ice Museum and the yeah. Spa. Um, oh, that was so cool. Again, obviously didn't get get to see the uh, the lights because of the clouds. But yeah, what did you guys think of the rest of it? That was so much fun because I remember we didn't really know what to expect with this, like this whole hot spring experience. Like there's going to be out in nature. Like, is this going to be out in nature? Is it? And then like, we get to like the go in and we're like changing the locker room and we look out and it literally like there's kids in like a pool and we're like, is this the fucking YMCA? Like what the fuck is going on? And like, it took us like water guns and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, what the hell? Also, don't and, forget that the locker room had like at least an inch of flooding of water and whatever yeah, the fuck was, was on the floor. It felt like a straight line. It was yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. It was bad. But once we we went outside and we found we were supposed to go, it was so cool because it was these massive hot springs that are fed from the ground. And there's like a gradient yeah. of heat all around it because the closer you get to where, where the water comes out, like it gets scalding hot and you literally can't even go in there. And so it's cool because you can always just be constantly adjusting your heat temperature and then on top of that, you contrast it with if you get out of the water, it's literally like three degrees outside. Yeah. So just the the whole just like temperature experience, everything was it was so cool. Chenna Hot Springs for anyone that would be interested in going. Chenna Hot Springs. Yeah, that was uh, that was epic. The ice bar, though, where they had like the they where they served you apple teenies, which is hilarious. that they decided apple teenies <laughs> was going to be the fucking drink that they serve. But in. <laughs> frozen ice cups at a bar that's made completely yeah, out of frozen yeah. ice and yeah. like you're surrounded by these crazy ice sculptures so that was a good that was i think that was like our first night too that was fun and the meal uh the meal after too that was nuts can we talk about the fucking amazing food that we ate the whole time while we were there like yes. I don't, that wasn't like the favorite part but just yeah. those amazing like that crab dinner or like Reindeer, reindeer, sausage, reindeer hot dogs, like, buffalo burgers. Oh, reindeer it was the medallions. The reindeer medallions. That's right, the reindeer mid. Oh my god, it's the yeah, reindeer medallions. Oh. Yeah, that uh, that crab that we had before heading to the airport was just yeah. fucking unreal. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was so good. That king crab. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, cool. And then before we ended up going to Anchorage to see Matanuska, we also went dog sledding. Yes. Which was not on my bucket list, but one of the coolest freaking things I've ever done. Hands down. Never had, never experienced anything like that. You want to talk about fucking working dogs. Like she's like, oh yeah, these dogs will do like a hundred miles and then just like be chewing up the furniture next week because they (laughs) have so much. I mean the next day because they have so much energy. It was really cool to hear the dynamic, the relationship between just the folks there and the dogs, you know, they, they really, mm-hmm. they helped us understand the different personality types, the different roles that each of the dogs played within, you know, within their troop. Um, that was a cool experience outside of just, you know, literally being tugged along to really understand the bond and the whole lifestyle was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I we- love it, man. That was a, uh, I thought that was honestly probably one of the coolest things is I, I don't think any of those dogs thought that it was work. I mean, they, yeah. they actually enjoyed and you could feel that they enjoyed, yep. uh, you know, tugging you along. Um, I mean, like, I remember like ho- holding the, uh, when the musher gave, uh, you know, gave each of us the reins. No, <laughs> fuck that, bro. You were the only Dude, one. You were the only one. Yeah. I thought you guys got to do that too. Nah, nah, that we doubled up, so he didn't do it. You only got to do that. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> cool stuff we're, All right. we're glad good to time. hear you had a good time well, no, <laughs> you, get, you get 
like literally feel the dogs, uh, you know, kind of pull you. I mean, it's nuts. It is cool, man. Yeah. Super dope. Uh, our musher had like 20 dogs at home or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, that's right. Insane. The worst part was when, cause like we were sitting in the front of the sled where all the like baggage would go. And we're the same fucking height as all the dogs' asses, but that's true. I we were at butt level. <clears throat> we were directly at butt level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing we also did was uh, the snowmobile tours. Mm, uh, also fun. pretty sick. We finally got to see a moose. Berman yeah. also crashed his snowmobile. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was two vehicles in 24 hours. <laughs> did not crash my Revoke this man's license. Yes, you did, bro. We digged you out. I have it on video. It wasn't a crash. It was more It was more like a, a, a wrong entrance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Good memory. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I remember because I almost I almost ate it on that turn, too. I was like, oh, shit, I took that kind of hot. And then I just, like, go 30 more feet at your fucking good. I look back and you're just balls <laughs> deep in this snow. <laughs> hey, man, all I know is uh, we hopped off those uh, off those snowmobiles. Didn't didn't fall outside of that one little fuck up outside mm-hmm. of that one little one. We took those, uh, you know, those pretty quick, narrow turns. We did the little drop ins, all that kind of stuff. Riding a snowmobile is way more complicated than I don't know, unless anyone's listening to this and they've ridden snowmobiles their entire life. I've never ridden a snowmobile before. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot more difficult than a jet ski. Well, I don't know yeah. about that. It's just different. But yeah, yeah maybe when you're on a jet ski, it's not like you're following a path. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know though. Yeah. Same, same, but different. <laughs> and we got to see the moose on that snowmobile tour, which was really a key part of that was the trip. A, that was yeah. a big, big achievement. Yeah. From the second we got off the airplane, we already had questions about mooses. <laughs> um, First Google search when we landed in uh, in Alaska, moose height. Yeah, moose. Height. <laughs> that, was that one moose was that was cool. I kind of wish we had gotten closer, but I'm also like cool that we didn't. Because if you think about it, like if we had pissed it off and wanted to chase us. We're not outrunning a moose if we're stuck on a path for snowmobiles. Like we're getting fucked up. What was uh what was the top speed that you hit on the snowmobile? Do you remember? I think I got up to like 60 right. or 70 when we were on that frozen lake and we just sent it. Yeah. That was uh that was intense. Oh man, yeah, the straightaways. That yeah. Was <sighs> that was fun. Crazy. Um, all right, let's uh let's get to Matanuska. Dude. So uh yes. This was the this was the glacier that we got a chance to actually walk through and tour around. For me, definitely, I would say the biggest highlight. There were a lot of highlights, and we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. of them so far. But yeah, tell me, uh, tell me about that. Man, I, I was pumped on it because that was like, I mean, the gla- checking out the glaciers was the main thing that I wanted to do in Alaska. So I was super yeah. pumped, and it was cool because it was like a two hour drive to get out there. But it was gorgeous the whole way out because, yeah. I mean, you, you only walk a certain part of the glacier, so you see other parts and stuff. And, um, I mean, it was just crazy to really be down there gr- ground level. The thing that um, I thought was really cool was just all the different kinds of ice. Like, I, people don't realize how many different kinds of ice there are. Yeah. Like, the varying oxygen levels affect the color. And if there's dirt in there, you have some gray ice and, like, just all of these different, like, natural crazy formations about um you know just how the ice is made affecting how it looks and then how the glacier moves so much and then the ice pushes against each other and it creates crazy formations people don't realize that the glaciers move like a significant amount of space every single day 
yeah, yeah the no tour problem. guides the tour guides to talk about how like every month they would have to figure out a new trail that they would take people yeah. on because yeah. it's like yeah. it's like a moving forest basically mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Great. i mean honestly i think it's just like one of the coolest things to be able to walk on history because that's you know effectively what yeah. you're, you're walking on you're walking on thousands of years of development of uh of this ice that's gone under so many different kinds of pressure i think uh you know one of the coolest things we saw uh on the glacier was when the two plates had uh collided and then there was that huge spike of ice that uh, was shooting yeah. out on earth like holy crap that was nuts yeah yeah and it just it, it was just one of those gentle but you know uh incredible reminders uh you know of what alaska was uh and feels like to me which is uh, slow, large, and beautiful. Like, you know, the lifestyle, pretty much everything that you do and see in... Uh... Sounds like Berman. <laughs> I'm not that slow, though. No, you're actually not, I'm not that large anymore, man. We're down he's got boosties, five. man. He's got boosties. <laughs> but, Sorry, bro. Keep going. No, you're good. Um, I'll take the shit. So, Alaska yeah. is slow, large, and beautiful. It is. Yeah. Um, just like the lifestyle is nuts absolutely nuts yeah Yeah. did this trip have any kind of lasting effects on you more long term whether it's you know from an environmental perspective actually seeing a glacier up front to you know just being a part of a different type of lifestyle Uh, obviously one immediate effect is we all want to go back in the summer but i'm curious if there's Mm -hmm. anything else that you feel like you took away from this for for me i think i mean I don't know if I have anything super profound, but I definitely have a much deeper appreciation for like that type of beauty, like Arctic beauty. Like I'd only seen that on like planet earth documentaries and stuff like that. So being able to actually see it makes me appreciate it um, that much more. And then also it reminds me, you know, there's plenty of places within the U S that are closer to home that you don't need to leave the country for to go and uh, check out some beautiful nature, you know, like the national parks and and everything. So um, Mm -hmm. to me, that's kind of what it really, I mean, like I knew that, but I didn't really internalize it, I think, until until this trip. I suppose we had to fly all the way through Canada to get to Alaska, but still, I, you know. Yeah, yeah but you, uh, you talk about lasting effects and like, you know, what does this uh, you know, trip do to you? And for me, it's, uh, you know, for me, it was just a wonderful reminder that you need to break away every now mm-hmm. and then and just like, you know, put your phone on pause just go out, be in nature, disconnect from, you know, social media, email, everything, you know, unless, you know, unless you, uh, you, you know, you got like a $500,000 deal that's on the brink of closing, you know, maybe, maybe keep your phone on for an emergency, <laughs> uh, you know, outside of that disconnect and just go be out in nature. Like it's medicine, not necessarily cause I'm sick. It's just, you know, yeah. good natural homeopathic, if you will, uh, medicine. Yeah, um, and couldn't you know, agree when I, more. Like, when we got home from that trip, I just felt calm. Like mm-hmm. you know, all all the paranoia and all the uh, the craziness and stuff that I was back home. You 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 just don't think about that stuff when you're when you're in the middle of something so slow, large, and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why. Like, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I called that out as such a good like covid destination because it was like you're out you're not you're not all going to be crowded around a monument with 80 people all breathing on each other like you're all spread out you're outside the whole time like so um and it also helps that three of us get along pretty damn well yeah it's true (laughs) it's true definitely helps um all right boys what i want to wrap up with the last question that i always like to ask and i guess I'll, i'll let you guys decide who goes first but 
the question is, what's something that's still on your bucket list? Berm? I mean, it's one thing that uh, I recently signed up for, which is to go play uh, ice hockey again. Ah, yes. How's that ACL doing, though? Dude, ACL's good, man. I got to check yeah. out uh, like a year ago after the uh, the surgery tune-up and it's not crunchy anymore. Like, I've, dude, I played four hours of racquetball with uh, with Jonas like a couple weeks ago. I feel good. Maybe Have you started can't... yet? Have you started the hockey league? No, I got uh, – I just signed up like a couple weeks ago, so I got to go get the gear oh, yeah. and we've got to try out. And luckily, you know, you're gliding on ice. You're not making like major direct cuts, so – uh, and I don't think that they uh, allow like major checks or anything in the league anyways. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you'd be the fucking enforcer, bro. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love that. <laughs> I stoked though, man. I'm stoked that you signed up. Good luck with it. Hey man, your, uh, your project inspired me to do it. I'm not just saying that to, uh, you, you know, placate you or, you know, just say it for the, uh, for the audience, but it's true. Like I've, wanted to do it for a while and you know, I finally lost uh you know plenty enough weight where I feel confident enough to uh you know strap on some skates and get back on the ice. Uh, there you go. Good stuff, man. Keep it up. Thanks, baby. Uh Ethan, what about you? What's on the bucket list? It sounds so fucking lame, but like I don't have a set bucket list and maybe like you know I I have long-term bucket list stuff that I want to do like career-wise and you know personal-wise. I would like to I don't know, maybe like open a martial arts school or something like that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I think watching you do this has definitely made me realize like, oh, I need to do more short-term bucket list things just to make sure I'm really out there living. Cause it's so easy to just get in the corporate America and just working and plugging away and, and doing all that. But um for sure. But yeah. Dude, I, I love what you just said there, man. You can do more hundred thousand percent. And if there's yeah. anything that uh, you know taught us that you can do more was uh well i mean jay you did uh you know fucking uh, uh sf all the way down to san diego but you yeah know, bro, i can't believe you guys did that shit i mean dude you know say i only did two days but i mean i was questioning life at a lot of different points <laughs> 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 you know when you when you get off that bike i mean it's it's a sense of accomplishment and it also really just shows you that dude, you just put one foot in front of the other sometimes uh you know you go a little low and slow but you get there and it's it's just kind of manifested uh you know this whole project of yours uh and you know ethan what you just said like that whole mentality and perspective is just manifested into so many different aspects of my life um jay it's it's been beautiful watching uh you know you do your thing man and uh it's, it's been a blast fucking participating in it so e like i literally could not possibly agree with you more man it's good stuff second to all of that it's been great having uh guys like you to tell me out along the way and it's, you know, it's cool that we can have these types of memories and experiences to look back on, uh, stories to tell, you know? So yep. I guess, Ethan, the only thing that I'm sort of curious about it is obviously, you know, I am an advocate of having bucket lists, but there's a ton of people, even on this podcast, you know, that other people that I've talked to who don't have bucket lists. And I think that's mm-hmm. also obviously totally fair. Like everyone, you know, everyone has their own goals in life. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I'm curious w- w- for you, like, what is it that makes you feel now like you do want to have you know, those shorter term goals. Um, is there a specific thing or was it just kind of, you know, just watching my project? Um, I think it's watching your project and then also just, um, 
you know, I think that when you set shorter term goals, it helps you achieve a longer goal. It makes things seem more manageable. And that, you know, yeah. is maybe slightly different because like the short term goals may have may not be linked to like the longer term goal. But at the very least, even if they're not, you're still out there like doing fun things. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like I said, I think especially like hitting 30 is easy to just be like, oh, shit, like time really fucking flies, especially when you're like. You're working 50 hours a week and like, it's just so easy to get caught up in it that unless you like really consciously take the time to be like, these are the things that I'm going to do in the short term, it's easy to just lose all that time. So, you know, self-reflections of an almost midlife crisis, (laughs) if I had to to guess. Yeah. And I I don't know about you, E, but uh, for me, I I almost like lost myself, uh, you know, like two, three months ago working from home. Um, not like yeah. lost myself, like you know, going like mentally freaking crazy or anything, but like I had zero concept of time. You know, working from home has a tremendous amount of benefits. I mean, it's it's awesome. Like truly, in a lot of different ways, it's really awesome. But you know, I just, I just got back from uh, my first like real in person uh, work meeting in Vegas, and um, I mean, I I missed out like crazy, and the whole work from home thing, like it's kind of uh, paralyzed a little bit of that, you know, side of my personality. Um, and, and I truly, truly have felt that, you know, during the entirety of the pandemic, because as you guys know, I mean, I'm about as, uh, you know, social as could possibly get. Um, and when I don't have that, I'm kind of like a, a puppy that's left alone at home all day. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're, when you're in your own room and, you know, there, there's nothing that you can do, you like lose track of time but you, you take a quick little step outside, you go for a walk. All of a sudden, you start to kind of regain the concept of time. You kind of mm-hmm. you start to realize, you know, that, uh, you know, life still is happening, you know, all around you, even though you're in your own little bubble. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I wasn't trying to get like, you know, super philosoph- uh, philosophical or anything, but uh, I guess I kind of did. <laughs> I, I like philosophical berm. I'm here for it. Likewise. I think it's true, man. And I think a lot of people after this last year are having similar thoughts and feelings too. Um, It'll be interesting to see what comes of it. I think there will be lasting effects in terms of just the way that people approach life after having gone through such, you know, such an intense time uh, for everybody and everyone reacted to it differently and everyone had a different experience with it. But um, yeah, yeah. it's been cool for me. You know, I feel like I've been able to have these conversations and I've gotten a lens into different people's reactions to COVID and to life and what they really want to get out of it. So yep. uh, it's, it's inspiring for me to see. Totally, man. All right, fellas. All right, well, fellas. Yeah. Where, aren't you going to do like a Jeremy George signing off? Oh no, I don't really do like a, I don't do an outro. I just, I just, okay. this is where the music will start playing. Dude, you should do you, the song that I think of for this trip is, um, I see. Gold. No. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. See. Well, yes, dude. That I should see. be the fucking outro. Dude, or, that's a good um, idea. I should do a different song for each. Yeah. Episode. For like each. Oh game. shit. For that's sure a great should. idea. I hate to rain on the parade here, but uh, music uh, licensing rights will not allow uh, Jeremy to uh, put a, a real ah. song onto a real podcast. That's yeah. I'll throw it on there, and then if I actually get hit up by Gucci Man, I'll consider that a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, fellas. I'm going to go watch some Thursday night football. Sounds Much good. Love, boys. Much, Much love, love fellas. See you guys soon. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, where your eyes at? Where your chain and your wife?